Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 124 of your favourite Formula 1 show. Jamie and I are back, as always, with more Knowing Wheel. And the final break week, kind of, uh, before the summer break. Jamie, how how we doing, my friend? I'm good. I'm, it was a interesting event of the weekend. Obviously, the British Grand Prix is always one of the highlights of the season, really. Um, and yeah, it was cool, cool to see a lot of people, a lot of mutuals there, of course, uh, including... The very own uh, Matt C12. Yep, I made it for race day Sunday. Uh, Jamie won't be able to see this, but I'm I'm still a bit sunburnt. I've got a very, very red nose and face, uh, which is always good to see. But yeah, you know, the British Grand Prix. And, uh, you know, I'm going to say this off the bat, of course. Um, obviously, I was very, very lucky to go to the British Grand Prix last year, obviously, uh, through hospitality, which was fantastic. Uh, but I really did this year get to appreciate the proper atmosphere of Silverstone mm. and that was now I can sort of see you know why a lot of people think Silverstone is as special as it is from that perspective as well helped of course by the fact that all three British drivers and of course Alex Albon as well had all very very good weekends wasn't it yeah definitely and it's it is cool to see when yeah the the atmosphere there is crazy like I remember in 21 despite being on the wrong side of the <laughs> the atmosphere that year for me uh it was still like, excellent although they were cheering as Verstappen was going to the hospital which was a bit un- out of taste <laughs> are you still one of those people that goes Lewis almost <laughs> killed Max when he went to the hospital for <laughs> precautionary checks well he could have been killed as Sir Alex Ferguson once said okay uh, not about that incident I take it I'm sure Alex no. Ferguson is, is, is Alex Ferguson even still alive I yes, feel like this is a really bad question that's alright then I thought that was <laughs> going to be a really dark avenue to go down early on in the show well we're happy that Alex Ferguson uh, is still alive but of course before we even got into the weekend Jamie obviously we did our pre-show and I remember a few months ago we spoke about the movie F1 team that was coming in of course that was meant to debut at Silverstone AXGP, we now know, of course, Brad Pitt, uh, Apex GP, obviously this fake Formula 1 team. I must admit, the setup was pretty impressive, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was, like, I probably will watch the film when it comes out, just because... We'll it do a cool podcast review. Oh, will we? There we go. Yeah. Definitely got to take notes now. Um, yeah, I think it was cool to see them, like, go up for like, the National Anthem and stuff. As, as gimmicky as it is. It will, it will make quite a cool spectacle when the film does drop. Um, but yeah, obviously, all the clickbait headlines of they're going to be on track at the same time as the F1 cars was a load of rubbish. It's like Brad Pitt does not have a super license. <laughs> I mean, that was hilarious, wasn't it? Watching the Twitter yeah. meltdown and going, oh, what happens if he takes out Max Verstappen during the race? Like, <laughs> you can't honestly believe they're actually going to let them race. Well, to be fair, they were on track on the formation lap, weren't they? Were they? Yeah, I didn't even see that. Yeah, they were... Well, I say on the formation lap. So Brad Pitt obviously lined up in P21 on the grid um, and then went down to turn one and then obviously pulled off over on the uh, left-hand side as, as if you're on the circuit. Um, wow. So they were actually on the track with the cars at the start of the race. We didn't where I was sat, out. we get to see it, uh, which is quite cool. Yeah, sadly, he didn't cause any carnage. That would have been. I'd, I want to know what the FI would have done if he'd have taken someone out. 
I mean that uh, the the amount of paperwork and insurance that must have gone into oh, getting yeah. the entire thing set up would have been ridiculous, wouldn't it? You know, you and you, for Valtteri Bottas lining up next to him on the grid, that yeah. must have been a little bit of squeaky bum time, surely. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what's this lunatic going to do next to me? But yeah. Uh, yeah, thankfully, nothing happened. And the film, well, do you know when the film's coming out? Probably twenty four already, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, 2024 at the earliest. Wouldn't surprise me if it's... Because, I mean, they're meant to be doing filming at a few other unconfirmed Grand Prix still, aren't they, later on in the year? Oh, right. I mean, Vegas wow. will be one of them, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, they might be a Singapore, something like that as well. You just don't know. Uh, but, yeah, probably 2024 at the earliest. Um, but let's actually discuss then, Jamie, the Formula One action, of course. Um, you know, we, we saw McLaren's upgrades last weekend. The second step of that came to both cars this weekend. So not only did Oscar Piastri have Lando Norris's upgrades from last weekend, uh, but also I think Lando had a slightly better front wing, um, but that was only a minor revision. Um, Williams, obviously Pirelli, bringing some much, much harder tyres this weekend, or a Cifra sidewall, wasn't it, apparently? Yeah. Williams looked rapid all throughout free practice. They did. So Albon was third in both, wasn't he? Behind the Red Bulls. Third, third and second in all yeah. three free practices. Mad. And yeah, the steps. I mean, we know that they, their car is an absolute rocket ship. But yeah, and this circuit will play to their strength for sure. But Albon was doing a great job. And yeah, it's a bit of a wake-up call because you kind of had McLaren and Williams both looked faster than Mercedes and we've already seen Aston Martin on occasion being faster than Mercedes that's all of their customer teams beating them and Mercedes out of those four teams almost certainly had the best lineup in terms of drivers so yeah it was a bit of a wake-up call for them as Hamilton said on a Friday night I think um but yeah it was impressive stuff for Williams I'm really impressed by James Bowers actually he was on um the channel four uh like tv broadcast he was the the team principal they were checking in on and he has a lot of interesting stuff to say, although he doesn't really know when to shut up because he was going on for a little bit too long. But then I say that and we're on a podcast. So, yeah, maybe we need to learn that as well. There you go. Slag off James Valls to, to start this week's show. You'd love to see it. Um, yeah, I mean, interesting, obviously, the fact you mentioned that about all three of Mercedes' customer teams. Am I right in saying that Mercedes are still beating them all in the championship? They're still ahead they of Aston Martin, they aren't are. they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was very much... It, it seems like Williams and McLaren now, of course, have both got really good high-speed circuit cars. Aston Martin, we know, have got a really good low-speed circuit car, and Mercedes is kind of sat in some weird middle ground where they're almost as good as all of them around all of the tracks. Yeah. Um, but uh, Mercedes were definitely expecting more from this weekend. There's no doubt about it. I think no. they were hoping to be comfortably second-best. Well, on quality pace in practice, they looked about, like eighth or seventh fastest car <laughs> so obviously they they improved that overnight but they they really did have a lot of work to do that's for yes. sure yes yeah and then of course you know as you mentioned there we we jump into qualifying on saturday and drama pretty much right from the get-go wasn't it indeed indeed it was raining classic host of british grand prix in july it's always gonna have a bit of a weather interference um and yeah straight away lewis hamilton who's apparently the goat uh, made a complete unforced error on his first lap in Q1. On the, unforced, uh, I think, is a bit unfair. He was on a qualifying lap, Jamie, on a slick circuit. Well, it is an unforced error. No one caused him to make the error, apart from himself. Apart from that's, all twenty, all 19 other drivers trying to go quicker than him. That's the definition <laughs> of an unforced error, unfortunately. So there you go. Many would argue, unless you're on an in, in or an out lap, Jamie, that any error in qualifying is unforced or yeah. forced. 
It's true. Well, forced is when someone hits you or causes you to spin. But yeah. you still don't think every other driver trying to go quicker than you on their own laps is in, in not tennis forcing. terms. He made an unforced error. Yeah, but this isn't tennis. This is Formula One. <laughs> We're not going to do knowing, a Wimbledon knowing show. racket. <laughs> yeah, uh, but he got away with it. The first angle did look like he was about a millimeter from the wall on the outside, but then it turns out he was about an entire gravel trap from the wall. Thirty yards. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he got yeah got off lightly with that and uh, moved on with the rest of his session. Um, yeah, and what for the third race in a row? I think a Ferrari power unit just decided to turn itself off in quali. And cause yes. a very short red flag. <laughs> yeah, um, bizarre, isn't it? What keeps yeah. happening? Yeah, although the Alfa Romeo's previous two weekends obviously know how to turn their cars back on, and Kevin Magnussen doesn't. So uh, there was a bit of a longer red flag this time, um, but it allowed the track to dry up, which basically left us with a one-shot quali, which was quite quite a spectacle. <laughs> yes, yeah, and of course, as you know, all the cars were trying to head back out into the circuit. You talk about unforced errors. Max Verstappen crashing <laughs> in the pit lane, losing half a front wing. That was, you know, got to be mentioned. It was just an incident, as he said. In the that was Charles Leclerc that said that. No, Max said it. In this, did you not see it in the press conference? Oh, did he say that afterwards to me? I he thought you were in the... quoting the original. <laughs> no, no, Max was saying nothing, just an incident to the media. <laughs> nice. And him and Lando were just laughing, and it was like, Charles isn't even here, come on. You've got, got to give him credit to uh, give him a chance to come back at you. <laughs> But, and that's um, what Max Verstappen does. He, he fires the shots when people can't come back. He's he's like one of those NASCAR drivers that will punch someone when he's still got his own helmet on. That's like a, that's like a big no no in NASCAR. That's definitely the kind of thing Max Verstappen would do. Um, but yeah, like we said though, of course, three minutes left on the clock. It basically meant it was a one shot qualifying session. Only one car would have had time to do two runs. And that was Sergio Perez, of course, crossed the line to finish off his first run, went fastest, had about three seconds left on the clock, so could have tried to get a second lap in, didn't, and ended up out because every other car carried on improving. Yeah, it was crazy, crazy improvement. Obviously, the track was right on the cusp of getting greener, like better and better as, as each car was going. The track was a slightly bit drier, so literally every single car was faster than the previous car, pretty much. Um, and that left Perez dropping from first down to 16th when the the circuit... So he crossed the line with three seconds left in the session and 15 cars out-qualified him from that point onwards until the uh, end of the session. And yeah, sadly for him, it was another qualifying disaster, which we said in Austria, surely it won't happen again. What do we say yeah. now? <laughs> Is it going to happen again? Like oh, five? I mean, sure, I mean, that's five Q3s now he's missed. Yeah. So he and now... all of them his own fault as well. It's not even been like mechanical. No, no. So I've got two fantastic stats from this. In <laughs> okay, 2023, so far, Alex Albon is five for five against Sergio Perez in qualifying. Nico Hulkenberg six for four. Nico Hulkenberg. That's even more disgusting. I argue <laughs> six for four against Sergio Perez in qualifying. So, and my other favourite one is in the first five races of 2023, Jamie. Perez had an average qualifying position of 5.4 against Max on 5.6. I'm pretty certain Sainz and Alonso had done better than either of they them. They yeah. But Max had been a bit unlucky because of Jeddah. In the last five Grand Prix, Max Verstappen has brought that 5.6 average down to one. He's just getting pulled flat. <laughs> yeah. Perez has brought his 5.4 rating up to 15.6. Yeah, good going. Shocking. It's yeah, Shocking. Not, 
not great. And I think Red Bull weren't obviously weren't particularly happy with him. And they actually mentioned how good Danny Rick is doing in the simulator. So yeah, the writing's on the wall, isn't it? When it when Max like... when Max wins a title with eight races to go, we can stick Ricardo in, and then have like Ricardo against Perez head to head. Well, surely if Red Bull are um, going to be really sensible with this, you'd send Max down to uh, Alpha Tauri and try and score them a few points. That would be good, actually. He, they, he'd still win the championship if he waits for Alpha Tauri for the rest of the season. He, what worries me is, yeah, there's probably a <laughs> slim chance that he could win the championship. For no one else has got any consistency, which helps. Well, this is the problem, isn't it? Like, I know I put a tweet out Saturday that I was surprised banged as much as it did. Uh, at Matt212YT, if you want to follow me on Twitter. Uh, all threads now. Jamie, quick sidetrack. Thoughts on threads? It's such a weird it's, little platform. It's rubbish. I don't like it. Have you it. set it up? I have got one. It doesn't let you unfollow topics, so it's just feeding me media it wants me to see. Oh. So I don't like it. Okay, fair enough. Um... <laughs> But yeah, the I put out a tweet saying, of course, you remove Max Verstappen and we're probably in for one of the best seasons of all time. Yeah. In terms of the fact that Alpine have looked quick on a, on weekends, Williams looked quick this weekend, McLaren looked rapid, as we'll talk about in a minute, Mercedes, Ferrari, Fernando Alonso, could count Stroll, I suppose. Has have had a front row. Has have had a front row start. <laughs> it could be absolutely insane so far this year. And I, I did also put a secondary note on that going, yes, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to slag off the staff and he's doing the job tremendously well, but it's so annoying, isn't it? So it is annoying. ruining our fun quite a lot, but I mean, that's what he's paid to do, so fair play. What, ruin our fun? That seems about yeah, right. That's, that's a job description of being a yes. Red Bull driver in 2023. Apparently so. Apparently so. Uh, but yeah, that was him. Obviously, Checo was joined by Yuki Tsunoda, uh, Zhou Guanyu, Nick DeFries, and obviously Kevin Magnussen, who brought out the red flag, were all out in Q1. And Valtteri Bottas as well managed to run out of fuel, uh, which meant that he obviously couldn't get the car back to the pit lane and would therefore start P15 uh, and would subsequently get, get disqualified because, of course, he had no fuel sample uh, to present to yeah. the FIA. Um, yeah. And then, as we go into Q2, tempers start to rise down at Maranello. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what was going on really, but you kind of had. Uh, was it meant to be science ahead of Leclerc? And um, they didn't. Yes. And they actually released them Leclerc ahead of science. Then into like into Vale Chicane, just starting the laps. Science just drove around outside of Leclerc, and there was a bit of beef on the radio, but it wasn't anything. I'm sure they'll brush it under the carpet. But I do like that science actually has some self belief, uh, although it might be. Obviously, it, it might be misplaced in himself at this point but um i do like that he's, he's trying his best to kind of ruffle a few feathers um although george ruffle george ruffle indeed <laughs> um but it's it's yeah it's cool to see because science does want to beat leclerc and it's not just a, a massa alonso situation where he, he's just given up well they are one for one in teammate championships aren't they they are indeed yeah and science has the most recent race win no, he doesn't. We kept getting that wrong, Jamie. Austria oh. was after Silverstone. Uh, sorry, yeah, Austria was after Silverstone last year. We kept getting really? those two races the wrong way around. Um, so it is still Leclerc that's had Ferrari's most that's recent very surprising. win. Yeah, he threw me off as well, but I did double check, and yeah, Austria was after Silverstone. Two well, races back to back still, but yeah, other way around. Um, Q2, though, like we said, apart from that beef, there wasn't a particularly surprising Hulkenberg stroll. I mean, stroll out in Q2, like we said, not really an Aston Martin track, but relative to a couple of people that made Q3, not a great look for the Strollmeister. Uh, Ocon, Sargent, and obviously Valtteri Bottas, as we mentioned, out in Q2. And throughout all of this, it had been Lando Norris. And 
Max Verstappen trading the times. Could Lando do it as we got into Q3? Uh, no, simply, <laughs> unfortunately. No. But for about five seconds, the entire world thought he had. Because, um, yeah, end of Q3, you had Verstappen had already set his benchmark. Um, he, only, he was the only one with new tyres for the first run, so the benchmark was about half a second quicker than everyone else after the first runs. But everyone else put on their, their fresh set for the second lap. And, yeah, Hamilton got close. I think uh, Leclerc got very close to Verstappen's time. And then came Lando Norris, and he goes a tenth and a half quicker. Silverstone goes wild. The crowd cheering is in- insane. Um, and then, unfortunately, for Lando and for all of the British fans there, Max Verstappen comes around the final corner uh, about five seconds afterwards and beats it at, I wouldn't say an arm's length, but it was quite comfortable, wasn't it? A few tenths of a second. Um and took pole position. But Lando did qualify on the front row and only his third ever front row start, which is quite impressive. And obviously, arguably, I would say more impressively, was Oscar Piastri right there with him. Because um, I don't think anyone really saw that coming. Obviously, you kind of see Lando as this team leader now. But Piastri, in his rookie season, going quite under the radar, but he's doing a very good job. Although and less I've under the radar s- at Silverstone. Yeah, I've been saying this for weeks, though. About Oscar, I'm pretty certain I said this last year when he was announced as well. Yeah, you know, Lando good. Norris is a tough gig to go up against. Oh yeah, and you know, people like to go on about, oh, you know, it, the car really suits him, and Ricardo just struggled, and all this, that, and the other. Oscar Piastri is very, very quick. I mean, he was already one of my favourite drivers before he even made it to F1, but he is very, very clever in his approach but also i think what i really love about him as well is the fact that he's one of those drivers you can really tell he's only there to race he yeah. doesn't care about anything else he just wants to throw formula one cars around a circuit as quickly as possible and you know what at the moment lando norris of course has done a tremendous job within that mclaren organization of making himself the team leader and you know, I think it probably, I would imagine as well, goes a little bit under the radar because, of course, you know, British media, just with the way it works, won't talk about these kind of things like it would say about a Red Bull or that kind of thing. I'd be intrigued to know how much of that team is also completely geared around Lando in a similar way to how Red Bull is around Max. Mm. But Oscar Piastri is, like, don't get me wrong, Oscar is very rarely beating him, but he's never far away, is he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think in quality it is something like 8-2, I think, or something like that. So, to Lando, that is. But yes, the yeah. gap is never that big. So, he's, he's to say it's his rookie season, he's doing a brilliant job, I think. Oscar is more than, more than definitely holding his own at the moment. And I think oh, that's, yeah. you know, incredible as well, you know, because all the stick is heading towards Nick DeFries and, you know, a lot of people are saying Sargent as well. And Oscar Piastri, because he... he it, What's weird as well about Oscar Piastri, and I guess it's because there was so much talk about him last year when he wasn't driving, is he doesn't really come across as a rookie either, does he? He no, just kind no. of seems well gelled in. Yeah, it feels like he belongs already, which I don't think can be said about De Vries and Sargent. Um, yeah, he's just but doing it, a great it's, job. It's similar to how he looked in F3 and F2, though, isn't it? He gets into a new car and he adapts immediately. Mm. He's just tremendous, and I really do like Oscar Piastri as a driver as well there. And, you know, like we said, he didn't have... Obviously, he had most of the big upgrades that Lando got in Austria, uh, but I think Lando Norris had a slightly improved front wing as well. So to be a tenth off come the end of Q3 there was mega. And to line up on the on the grid third as well 
you know, was such a good job done uh, by Oscar Piastri there, you know. So it was Max Verstappen, then both McLarens, both Ferraris. Like we said, Mercedes quite gutted, I think, in the end, uh, to be down in sixth and seventh. I think they were hoping their car would be a lot quicker. Albon in the Williams, you know, tremendous job by him, beating out Alonso and obviously Pierre Gasly rounding out our top ten. Yeah, yeah, four Brits in the top eight, which was, if you count Albon in that, then that's, yeah, pretty good, pretty good going. But he came on to Sunday, had a very entertaining grid walk with Martin Brundle, which was uh, not controversial any, in any way. Um, if you haven't seen clips, then go and check it out. Um, but yeah, the, the grid was set. You had uh, Brad Pitt lining up in 21st place and the five red lights come on and all of the action is going to be down into turn one with both McLarens right on Max Verstappen. And straight away, Norris off the line, bolts into the lead of the race, into turn one. He was comfortably clear into turn one. Piastri actually was alongside, very nearly got Max as well. And it could have been a McLaren one too, but sadly not for them. Um, but Norris was, yeah, away and took the lead of the race. And yeah, Verstappen was left battling Piastri down into Brooklands and then Cops as well. Um, Piastri could have thrown one to the inside, but he's actually got a brain in his head. So decided not to. Um and yeah, Norris, Verstappen, Piastri was the uh, settled top three for the first few laps. Yeah, and I mean, to be fair, I reckon Piastri actually had the best start of all three of them, didn't he? I think you he know, did, he, yeah. I yeah. think hindsight is a beautiful thing, but maybe if he tried to get to the outside of Verstappen down towards Turn 1, he could have stood a good chance of getting around him and maybe even getting Lando through the first couple of corners. But, I mean, I wonder how much of the McLaren conversation on Saturday night. Because, let's be fair, we've seen this quite a few times before, and we saw it early on in the race as well. Lando Norris will not fight Max Verstappen. No, I don't. And of course, not trying to give him stick for it. Exactly, he's wise enough to know. Let's be fair, sensibly, McLaren knew they weren't going to match Max on Sunday. So of course, why bother fighting him too much? But I, you know, we've seen this before where Lando's kind of let Max by, and then obviously later on in the race we saw him have a fight with a couple of other drivers. Um, but I wonder how much of McLaren was just there. Like, you just get through turn one and two, sit behind each other and sit behind Max and just hang on to his coattails for as yeah. long as you can. Because I'm sure they were much more worried about Ferrari and Mercedes behind. Yeah, yeah. And that's who their fight was with, for sure. Because there's no way over 52 laps at Silverstone they're going to be beating Max Verstappen. Although they weren't, they actually weren't as far off as I thought they would be, to be fair. Um, no. But you don't know how much Red Bull are holding back. And Max, obviously, once in the lead, kind of gaps it and then stays there, doesn't he? That's um, exactly what I was thinking. You know, yeah. people people talk about, obviously, how how much closer other teams have been recently. You're going, Red Bull have seen the politics. You know, they saw Mercedes dominate for a few years. If you've still got the quickest car, just make sure you're in front, but not by <laughs> much so the FIA don't change the rules. Yeah. Pretty simple. Yeah. And get your second driver to keep qualifying out in Q1. That helps as well. Exactly, yeah. Many would argue now, over the last five races, Red Bull have had the eighth fastest car. Look at Checo. Exactly. <laughs> Checo's a good driver. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but the, the race kind of settled down from there on until the DRS opened. And uh, yeah, Max breezed past Norris straight back into the lead. And then it really did settle down. Um and it, yeah, they, I didn't think it was that interesting, to be perfectly honest with you. But um, obviously, it's a it's a spectacle, the British Grand Prix. We will love it. But the first 30 laps, it kind of just chilled. You had a bit of action. Uh, Hamilton passed Alonso after losing out at the start up into seventh. And the crowd went wild for a move uh, between, obviously, two, two champions, former teammates. And 
high stakes battling for P7 at Silverstone, but there we go. Um... I saw quickly, as you mentioned that, a brilliant comment on TikTok earlier, uh, which, of course, TikTok comments of someone going, no other team in Formula 1 history has been able to constantly maintain such a great teammate relationship as McLaren have done. <laughs> you know, hang on a minute <laughs> yeah. Lando and Daniel didn't really get on well behind the scenes is what all the talk is nowadays yeah. Lewis and Fernando <laughs> Lewis well, and, Fernando and the entire didn't really team. get on well exactly, Fernando and pretty much the entire team Senna and Prost as well <laughs> crash each other out for victories <laughs> like what world have you come from oh, it's crazy <laughs> mental, but there we go I mean yeah I, I did enjoy people... Uh, TikTok's a different rabbit hole. I'm not going to get down it. Um, but yeah, not, not really much going on. Uh, Perez was making his way through solely, although in, in doing so, also ruined Hulkenberg's race, which I didn't really appreciate. Um, on the exit of the loop, he just, yeah, ran him out of road while he was still alongside and took his front wing off, which was very nice of him. Um, and Hulk had to pit and ruined any chance of a good result. I think he was 12th before the move and then was... Obviously, the pit lane at Silverstone is so long that if you have to make an extra stop, you're kind of done. Uh, so, yeah, that's a shame that Perez Unless was you get your way. teammate to make a safety car. Yeah, maybe that's what happened. But he, I mean, it didn't really amount to much, really, did it? It's um, like a skill, mate. All you kind of had was, yeah, gapping at the front. The McLaren's genuine pace was good. And uh, also, surprisingly, George Russell on soft tyres at the start of the race was just driving forever and his pace wasn't dropping off because Pirelli is still scared of 2013 Silverstone um, and they've made the tyres way too hard and no degradation was happening at all um, but that didn't stop Ferrari pitting Charles Leclerc for an undercut which didn't work um, and yeah he pit about 12 to 15 laps before everyone else and didn't make any inroads at all in fact he lost time to George Russell on old softs in that time period um so yeah, I, I think probably messed up this weekend to be honest, uh, because the tyres were way, way too hard. There was no deck at all, really. And how many times have we said that this year? Baku, for example, when Ocon yeah. did the whole race on one set of tyres yeah, and yeah. almost ran over half of F1 media personnel, but we'll yeah. get that back. Um, yeah. No, oh, yeah, but recently, they've been okay, but there's a few times this season where they, they could definitely should have taken a step softer. Or I'm interested about this new construction, because maybe that's why there was no deck. They they have brought more reinforced tyres this weekend, obviously, because Silverstone's such high load. And the pressures were ridiculously high as well, weren't they? Mm. It was something like you could have your pressures up to 26 PSI, which is almost as much as I run in my road car normally, uh, which yeah. is kind of insane. Um, but yeah, like obviously Jamie said, you know, the first half of the Grand Prix, I guess if you weren't there, I thought it was quite exciting. Um, but obviously looking back, yeah, not a lot was really happening uh, until... Uh, Haas, Kevin Magnussen, wasn't it? It was quite a spectacular fire. You know, Ferrari yeah. know how to build an engine that still blows up like the good old days. <laughs> yeah, uh, Magnussen was... Yeah, I swear all he ever does is cause yellow flags. Um, but that's what he did again. Um, and yeah, on to Wellington One more. <laughs> he's only it... ever had one pole still, hasn't he? One podium even. Yeah. Mad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but his his car gave up the ghost, and he immediately stopped it on track, which was a very obvious safety car. Um, which for some reason at Silverstone seems to always happen. There's just if it's a an okay race or like a fairly uninteresting race, 
some irrelevant driver will just retire for no reason on their own and stop it on track and give us a safety car. That happened in 2019, happened in 2022, uh, happened this year. It's like it's it's weird, but they happened again and uh, gave us a late race. Get your tinfoil hats out, ladies and gentlemen. Jamie's got a theory. I've got a theory. Next uh, next iceberg is going to be that. Someone outside your house is even trying know, to sign they this, love you, it. Jamie. They love it. Um, <laughs> Stefan yeah. Odominical is outside your house. <laughs> Don't listen to him. It could be him. could be. Uh, but yeah, that gave us a safety car. Everyone who hadn't pit yet did pit. Unfortunately for Oscar Piastri, he pit about two laps before um, from third. Dropped in behind Hamilton and Alonso. And then Hamilton Alonso got a, fr- a cheaper stop. Uh, and uh, Piastri was only able to split them. So Hamilton, despite running seventh all race was then vaulted up to third based on a pure timing and luck because the FIA caused a safety car for him um, <laughs> that's that's bait so I'll allow that one uh, yeah it was quite a long safety car because they had to get a proper truck out didn't they it was huge it was yeah um, but yeah you had Verstappen leading the other interesting thing was Norris who was still in second place asking for the soft tyres on the radio got given a set of new hards despite yeah russell showed us you could do 30 plus laps on a set of softs and there were less than that many laps left and they chose to put both mclarens actually on the hards obviously we have pit before the safety car but yeah norris onto the hards was interesting everyone online thought they'd done a ferrari and messed it up but um yeah it was going to be interesting to see because you had like a whole stack of cars basically everyone else other than the two mclarens were on fresh softs and you kind of think is it going to happen 2022 style with Leclerc obviously on hards that year just dropped down the order at the end and everyone ate them up and would that happen to Norris and Piastri and kind of ruin their chance of a double podium or a single podium Uh, but yeah the restart then you obviously had Hamilton now directly behind Norris and this was a quality battle for two laps to be fair (laughs) Um, you had Hamilton, yeah, the seven-time world champion, most successful driver in the history of the sport and at Silverstone, in, in the history of Silverstone, battling against the young gun, the young Brit, who's looking for his first podium at Silverstone. And, yeah, Norris was able to really, really cleverly hold him off. Um, again, Hamilton was up the inside of Cops, but because it wasn't Max Verstappen, he decided to back out. Um yeah, I, yeah. Don't, I don't think he was. I think the McLaren had more straight line speed. It did. Though, didn't it, it did. Yeah. They were so alongside could actually stay alongside. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm sure yeah. had Lewis been there, Lando would have given him plenty of room as well. Well, like Max um, did then. <laughs> Max didn't give him plenty of room. Well, he gave him more room than the Claire <laughs> he, 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 he gave him a car's width of room, but he didn't give him plenty of room. <laughs> and Hamilton chose um, not to take it. I mean, it was. It, like, I'll be completely honest. There was a moment when Lando defended that really, really upset me because I was there. Like, if, if Hamilton get ahead of him, then maybe he can battle Max. But of course, the fact Lando did it and then actually was able to hang on. It wasn't like he did it for one lap and then Hamilton didn't have enough time to catch Max afterwards. I was okay with it then, of course, because the fact he waved Max by at the start. Obviously, <laughs> Lewis then tries to do the same thing, and he goes, no. <laughs> Almost yeah. upset me, but it was a quality battle. And the bit that got me as well was, of course, when they went through all the dust and oil that obviously Kevin Magnussen oh, had yeah. left on the circuit. 
my mind just went to a place where both of them fly off the circuit that would have been very down funny. into Luffield. They both just slide off because they got all this oil over their tyres, and then it's Max Verstappen, Oscar Piastri, and Fernando Alonso <laughs> podium. That'd be a great podium, actually. It's so dead, so dead. Uh, but I mean, yeah, what a battle! I mean, let's be fair. Britain doesn't do a lot of great things anymore, does it, Jamie? But we still <laughs> we still create a top quality Formula One driver. Oh yeah, if we ignore like Julian Palmer and Anthony Davis. Why are you gonna throw Julian Palmer <laughs> under the bus like that? Well, the only the drivers He's we have on the grid right now. Pundit. He is. He is. To be fair, the only drivers on the grid now that are British are all excellent. Like, yeah, they're they're probably. I would say they're certainly the the three that race under a British license are probably all top seven on the grid maybe top six yes if i'm being kind to russell <laughs> i would i think putting russell any lower than top six is harsh who do, who do you i don't better know than russell I'm... then well you got max alonso hamilton norris and leclerc are probably my top five in some order okay um and it would kind of be whether russell is next or if you throw someone would you like... say there's anyone else better than yeah russell? who else would I you wouldn't. put in there actually i'm not sure I anyone wouldn't. beats him yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd Fair. put Russell ahead of Alonso, but that's just me. No um, way, come on. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, there were obviously behind them as well. Good battles going right the way through towards the end of the race. Of course, Sergio Perez trying to recover any hopes of a Formula 1 career he's still got. I mean, it's another side question, Jamie. Perez, end of the year, going to get dropped by Red Bull. Do we see him going anywhere else? Someone would take him, I think. Do you reckon a Haas? He needs, he needs get to get out Magnuson. of Verstappen's shadow. Because he's a quality driver, but against Max, he's made to look a bit of a fool. And he puts well, so much pressure on himself. it's just the constant Red Bull cycle, isn't it? Because we kind of said, oh, 2021 Paris held his own. Yeah. 2022 Paris has done all right. You know, he's, he's outlasted all that Albon or Gasly ever could. Yeah, but I think 2023 Paris is, is he's kind of gone into this year. Story. He's gone into this year and like piled pressure on himself to beat Max, and after the f- he's echo chambered his way after four races to thinking, right, this is it, this is my time, and he's put so much pressure on himself. I don't think he can handle it, basically, and obviously it's kind of unravelled completely since then. And it's um, you know in the nice way possible as well. Pretty pointless thinking that anyway inside Red Bull because they're gonna favour Max anyway. Yeah, and I'm not, I don't think they have favoured Max particularly this season. It's just Max has been unreal. They still do take the car direction the way Max yeah. wants it. Yeah, but that makes sense when you've got him at the wheel. You're going to prioritise one of the best drivers the sport's ever seen, aren't you? So, yeah. well, that's exactly what I'm saying. They're going yeah. to try and yeah, favour yeah. Max. <laughs> yeah, so I don't blame Verstappen or Perez for it. But, like, yeah, it's just how it goes. And I think he's kind of got to just focus on doing his own race. And he might, like win a few races get p2 and to be honest for a driver like perez fighting for a title is more than you could ask for because he's not a generational talent he's not like you know he's not a, a russell or norris who you assume in some point in their career is going to have that season or those few seasons yeah. when they're in a top car perez he is being more a top of a car bottas. is definitely um, more of a bottas or a yeah, mark webber a bottas a mark webber or a returned Kimi raikkonen yeah He's, he's going to win really. a few races, and that's all you can really ask for. And he should have focused on that. And he did at the start. I feel like first four races, you know, he's doing well. But it was always obvious that Max was going to win a title, realistically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's still going in the race. He overtook uh, Carlos Sainz quite well, actually. A little switch back into Vale. Um, and that put Sainz offline through the final corner. And Alex Albon came out of nowhere and stole P8 off him, um, which was quite entertaining. And then also Charles Leclerc on 
uh, a fresh set of mediums he pit for under the safety car um, was able to also pass Sainz, leaving Ferrari's ninth and tenth behind a Williams, um, which was entertaining as a non-Ferrari fan. Um, and yeah, Sainz actually was falling into the clutches of Pierre Gasly for a few laps as well. That was a bit of entertainment of Gasly versus Sainz uh, until Lance Stroll came along and ruined it for all of us. Because we <laughs> all love Lance Stroll. <laughs> yes. Uh, and Stroll, yeah, just into Vale, tried going around the outside of Gasly, went off the track. We didn't need to. Gasly left a, a tyre's worth, at least, for him to stay on the, between the white lines. And Stroll went off the track and just barged his way back on. It It, it really reminded me of Pastor Maldonado against Adrian Sutil back in 2014, I think it was. Um, yes. Yeah. Where for no, you've not you've not got any reason to drive off the track just because you've run out of grip and talent, and then out of spite, you're just going to drive into the car that didn't force you off. <laughs> so, and I mean, this again, wasn't it? It was another weekend where Stroll gets like when Aston Martin's doing well, people hype up Stroll. You know the fact that Alonso might be beating the Mercedes and the Ferrari, but Stroll's giving them a good run for their money as well. This was one of those weekends where. Aston Martin can keep up with Mercedes and Ferrari, or Alonso can, and Stroll just gets made out to look like a bit of a mug still, doesn't he? It's so frustrating. Mm. So frustrating. Yeah. yeah, and it's... Yeah, it's like, if that was any other driver but the boss's son, then the seat would be massively under question. But... Well, Stroll wouldn't have made it to Formula 1, was, no, had he true. not been the boss's son. This is the problem, isn't it, still? Um... Or he would have had a couple of seasons at Williams and then been axed. But he, yeah, it's just frustrating more and more at the moment, isn't it? And you know, the thing is as well with Slant Stroller courses, and I know everyone bangs on about it, it's like the first half of the weird 2020 season, he was absolutely smashing it. Like, where's that Lance yeah, Stroll gone again? Until he got ill and replaced. No, it wasn't even Perhaps, that, was it? No, it was before then things yeah. just went badly. Because there, yeah. there was a stage of about 10 races where Hulk had driven three races for a racing point. Stroller driven about nine of them, and Hulk had got more points being a reserve driver than Stroller got in a full-time seat. Yeah, so <coughs> yeah, bizarre, bizarre. But of course, yeah, Max Verstappen though, you pretty much led from lap five onwards, never looked back. Um, first double British podium though since 1999 at the British Grand Prix. Yeah, 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 madness, yeah. madness. And that would have been David Coulthard and Johnny Herbert. Eddie Irvine, but close. Eddie Irvine. Yeah. He's Irish. That doesn't count. Well, that's what they tell on Channel 4. Isn't he Northern Irish? Eddie Irvine. I thought he was Irish Irish. Me, yeah, yeah, he knew he's definitely research. Irish Irish, Jamie. That's not right. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sure you've just upset. No, he's Northern Irish. Is he Northern Irish? I yes, honestly thought he was British. Irish Irish. You're the offensive one here. How am I offensive? You're I'm saying he's Northern Irish. Irish. Personal... Yeah, Northern Irish and Irish are the same thing. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not trying to get involved in that argument. <laughs> no, for a definitely second. not. Um, but yeah, obviously Hamilton, Lando Norris on the oh, sorry, Lando Norris Hamilton on the podium. Um, Piastri uh, would have been nice to see him on the podium, but you know, he deserved Lewis it. Fanboy. He, he deserved without it, a safety car, he gets it. Yeah, but is as the Lewis fanboy, I'll take another Lewis podium. Fourteenth <laughs> podium as well. That's mad. <laughs> is that the most podiums anyone's ever had at a Grand Prix? Probably surely. Not there, surely. Like most drivers don't get 14 Grand Prix at the same circuit. Never mind 14 podiums. What's that in 17 attempts? Uh, more than that, isn't it? Oh yeah, if you include so, 2020, yeah, two wasn't in 2020. It? Yeah. 
Yeah, I suppose. So 18 attempts. I mean, 14 out of 18 is still not a bad going, though, is it? No, not at all. That's insane. But yeah, obviously Piastri, Russell, Perez, Alonso, Albon, Leclerc, and Sainz training are our top ten there. Uh, with Stroll, Sargent, Bottas, Hulkenberg, Zhuguan, Yu, Yuki Tsunoda, Nick De Vries, uh, with our three cars not making it to the end, were both the French Gasly and Ocon out, uh, and Kevin Magnussen as well, of course, who had a proper mechanical failure rather than these. Oh, I've been hit by a Canadian, or oh, I've lost hydraulics. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> What does that mean, Jamie, in terms of our predictions? Our predictions? I threw caution to the wind and went a bit mental. You went didn't bizarre. get punished, actually, that badly. Yeah, because so. McLaren kind of screws <coughs> both. Well, they saved yeah. you, but screwed me. Yeah, so we both obviously put Max Verstappen on pole, uh, which we were both correct. We claimed well two done. points there. Thank you all. Yeah. Uh, you had Max Perez and who else? I think I said Lewis. You didn't say Lewis. You got five in total. So you, I wait. swear I said Lewis and not Perez. Oh, you might have said Max Lewis Perez. Yeah, I said double Hamilton. So I said double British podium, which to be fair oh, wasn't did. wrong. I just got one of the wrong Brits on it. Oh, you said um, Hamilton Russell, did you? You must have done. Yes, yeah. So yeah. I got four points for Verstappen, one point for Lewis overall, so five points to me this weekend. I said, for some weird reason, Charles Leclerc would win. Um... Which I well, you said finished. Max was going to DNF. Yes, I, I put my eggs in that basket, all of them, and said Max was going to have a retirement, which didn't happen. Um, and, yeah, I said Leclerc would win from... What did I even say? Alonso Hamilton? Perez what and I said. Hamilton. Perez Hamilton, was it? Um, which, yeah, did not happen. But Hamilton did finish third, so I locked it to two points. Oh, you did as well? <laughs> I thought, so I, yeah, I didn't even I clock got, that. I got four overall. So I only gained one from that. Yes. Despite having... Which I closes the gap. There? No, I gained two. On... No, I didn't no, only no, gain one, didn't I? Yeah. Four, yeah. Damn it. How can I get so many more accurate predictions than you and score no extra points? So that closes the gap down to one point. I'm on really? 39 and you're on 38. Wow, we okay. Are that's, coming again because I live in Manchester. That's much closer. Much closer than I was ever expecting. I mean, that's got to be the closest it's ever been in these things, because normally Apart you actually score me start by of the four season. on the yeah. first season, yeah. <laughs> four in the first weekend, and then I'm just losing points all year. Yeah, um, I'm going to be normal from now on, I've decided. Fair enough. Driver of the day, Jamie183. Mm, the official one went to Lando Norris. I Same in Austria. Uh, I think that was yeah. fair. We're going to go full-on British bias and say it was Lando Norris. Yeah, I think Lando Norris deserves it this weekend. You know, another quality act by him. Piastri um, deserves you know, a shout. Piastri um, definitely well. deserves a shout. Um, but I think as well, especially for Lando, of course, he's kind of been, you know, occasionally hidden in the shadow, of course, behind Russell and Hamilton down at Mercedes. Um, but, you know, really, really sure him once again that, you know, he, he, one of those things, of course, that we did really go through a window, obviously, when, not even necessarily when Jensen had retired, but, of course, towards the end of his McLaren stint. Well, we were kind of there going, well, we've got Lewis Hamilton, but we kind of got no one else now. And then, of course, Hamilton and Russell burst onto the F. Obviously, we we followed them a little bit through junior formula, yeah. that kind of thing. Obviously, they burst onto the F1 scene. And now you sort of think, yeah, British Motorsports got another good 10, 15 years. So we can foster oh, some new talent in that time And you've got as well. tons of good British drivers in the juniors as well. Exactly. Like Ollie exactly. Behrman. Yeah, you've got Ollie Behrman's doing rapid. 
um, as well as obviously a couple of the boys in F3 as well. So you love to see it, you know, from also, a purely British standpoint. Fred Vesti, after me pinning my colours to the mast. Yep. He's doing so <laughs> I was well. going to say that. <laughs> he uh, immediately DNFs for the first time this season. But he did win the sprint. He won race, the though, sprint. Yes. Yeah. And then got absolutely ruined uh, by the Czech Republican. I can't remember his name. Um, Stanek. Republican. Roman yes. Stanek. Uh, Stanek. Yeah. Got taken out by no fault of his own because I said he was good, which means for a junior driver, that's curtains for your that's career. That's the death nail in their <laughs> junior career, normally, if Jamie said that. I mean, we both screwed Dennis Hauger still. Bless oh, him. Oh, yeah. All aboard the Hauger hype train. Where did that train get cancelled and terminated four stops from home? Um, <laughs> absolute disaster in that regard. Um, race rating, Jamie183. I'm going to be well more harsh than you here because I, I thought it was really boring. So I'm going to give it a five and a half. Okay, fair enough. I mean, like I said, I think it was a bit difficult for me to give it a fair rate. And of course, because I was actually there and the atmosphere of Silverstone was incredible. Um, so I'm going to go with a six and a half. Um, so a little bit higher, a little bit higher than Jamie. Um, I think, Jamie, uh, I'm going to guess here and say we both forgot quiz. I don't know. Uh, who I remembered about five minutes in. I was going to try and make one, but I haven't. So, okay. Yeah, well, we we'll do a quiz it. next week then. Uh, have we forgot anything else? I don't I think, think so. I think we've done everything we need to, haven't we? Um, yeah. I'm just scrolling back up through notes for when we actually put. Yeah, a quiz. Obviously, we don't need to do predictions at all. So that's good. Um, yeah, I, I guess then, Jamie, that is it for the British GP podcast. Thank you all. As always, so much for listening. If you have enjoyed, please do make sure you drop us a follow. Of course, I'm going to have to say it. I say it every week, and I'm going to have to keep saying it every week. It sounds like a broken record till the end of the year. But Knowing Wheel from 2024 is moving over onto a new channel set up specifically for Knowing Wheel. Uh, it's coming off the Matt 2 and 2 YouTube channel. I think at the moment I've archived 50 episodes now of the old show, nice. so I'm tempted to slowly start releasing them as well um, so you don't get all hit in one go but yeah if you're watching on youtube of course or you listen to this on youtube please do go follow it over there um like i said obviously big changes coming for 2024 but thank you all as always so much for listening if you have enjoyed please do make sure you drop us follow and we will be back then next week uh we might do an austrian gp preview we sorry not not austria hungary um (laughs) or we might do an iceberg video we haven't quite decided yet Um, but either way we will be back very soon with more formula one content